of the queer state of mind, y'all. We have a great show today. We are going to be interviewing a very, very wonderful author who is very close to my heart. And my dear sister is joining us along with Ron and Micah. And we have a fucking amazing show. I'm already drunk and or high. So let's get into this mess, y'all. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Yes, 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 y'all. Welcome to Crescent of Mind. You guys can unmute now. How y'all doing? Hey, Micah, how you doing? Hey. Hey. Hi, Duran, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, actually, um, at the we moment. Also, we also have my someone I consider my big brother, who is, I think, one of the most ridiculous people I've ever met in my life, but also one of this man of a thousand careers, and everyone here <laughs> does it very well. Mr. Um, Theodore Cummings. Hey, Ted, how are you doing? My brother Seydoux, what's up, man? I'm glad, glad to talk to you, brother. Yes, he, we are going to be interviewing him later, and you can tell he is one of those people, honey. He's going to have a good time. And his Harpy, my sister, his actually real sister, uh, my dear sister and uh, sister in song and lack of high notes. <laughs> yes, Miss Rebecca Cummings Skills. How are you doing, mother? Hey, hello, Saints. Good to be in the number today. Yes, uh-huh. you know, we, we have a good show today. We are... Uh, we are all in a good place in our uh, libation because of some interesting um, developments before we got here today. But we are so excited to talk about all the latest happening. I'm going to be interviewing Ted, who has a killer book. Not no, no pun intended. A killer book about what's going on right now. I mean, it's not about what's going on, but it kind of coincides with what's going on with Corona right now. So we're going to be interviewing him about his book. But he is going to be here uh, giving us... Um, reviews about topics and stuff. And we haven't had a cisgender straight black man on this show in a long time. So if you're triggered, you're just going to have to be triggered because it is. <laughs> He's old school too. He's an old school like man. I feel like this is the first time since, the, oh no, it's not the first time since I've been here. I'm, I'm, no, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. We've yeah. had usually younger, uh, uh, Look, fuck, fuck, I'm too drunk. Can't even talk. Ted, it's so funny because I'm about to use the word. We had younger cats here because now you hear yeah. I'm using fucking old, old yeah, man yeah. terms. We don't have yeah, younger. We we haven't. We've never had like a big brother type. Yes, yes. Yeah, so this yeah. this is very very nice to have a different opinion of someone who saw things differently than we did. But before we do that, we're going to get into our uh, feature track of the week. And I don't know what it is because I did not pick the music. Did you pick the music, Duran? Yeah, I picked the music. So okay, this song so is them. big right now. This is Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. They did a duet together, Stuck With You, which actually, they I think they created a video for it in like quarantine and everything. So it kind of coincides with like what's happening in that sense. Um, so yeah, this is Stuck With You by Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back in about three or four minutes with you. Mm-hmm. 
Ariana Grande and Mr. Uh, Justin Bieber doing stuck with you, uh, which I believe now is the uh, number one song yep. in the country. Number um, one song in the country. I was just about over to say, uh, yep. Tasha seventy five, who just got out of jail. Uh, I'm sorry, Takashi six nine. I guess that's what they call her. I thought <laughs> Tasha. He, he went on. You know, he went on a whole rant talking about you know people be buying yeah, their spots on the. Yeah, of course. 100. I mean, it's it's a business, you know, and everybody knows it's a business. So people going to do things like that, uh, but. It's one of those things where, you know, that I, I might sound like an old man. And Ted, if I sound like an old man like you, that's too much. I feel like the kids just um, just feel entitled to every fucking thing. 
<laughs> like, you know, there are great artists around here, great black people who did not have no number one hits or anything like that, you know, who actually right. survived. But like, you just feel like you just got out of fucking jail. You were snitching Tasha and now you want a number one hit. <laughs> 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 Is that the way shit works? Nothing like, <laughs> nothing like getting hit by a car, honey, to make, baby. make somebody go ahead. Uh, and, uh, uh, baby, yeah. don't even go <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we going to do today. I'm, I don't have two margaritas, and I ate a little brownie as made by the earth. So right. I'm feeling nice. Right, and you so deserve can, it, too, because you have had a week. Baby. I have had a week. You, you have know what? strong, honey. Woo. All right. Speaking of weeks, girl, we're going to talk about what's going on this week. We're going to start with uh, Rebecca, and then we're going to start with Ted and Deron. Then we're going to end with Micah and me, because <laughs> let's go on our corona updates. Uh, my sister and the, and the only lady in here, well, the one with the real coochie, honey. I'm still going to yeah. buy mine in Thailand next year, but still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But how has your uh, corona week been, your COVID-19 week been? You know what? This week has not been too bad. Um, I, I I don't cry anymore because um, homeschool is the devil. And you should know that. My brother, my brother Ted has nicknamed me Special Projects because every time he calls, there is a new, like, pro- creative project that I have, like, Special project for them babies. What, right, right, yeah, what to do for the kids. <laughs> Which anybody that knows me knows that it's not my ministry at all. So I am like trying my best to keep these little babies engaged. But you know what? Not too bad. The weather here in Roanoke is really terrible, though. It's been raining everywhere since Monday night. And like it's not supposed to let up until late into next week. So I'm like uh, clearly the higher power is letting us know that we need to sit down. We're not getting warm weather. But yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm all right. I've started working out again, so um, good you know, for you. Time. Good for yeah. you. Yes. you know, girl, I did the same thing, girl. I, I lifted a fork and a glass to my lip. Amen. Back down. From my room to the to the kitchen. Right. right. All right, Theodore. What uh, has it been for you? You have uh, those beautiful children, and my one of my favorite people, Miss Tricey, T R Y hyphen S E E, wife. <laughs> I love Miss Tricey, honey. She loves um, you too, brother. Trust. How has it been for you as a father and a husband of teenagers, especially? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so, know, in this quarantine. Thankfully, um, so at home with me, I've got Solo, who's twenty, and Zoe, who's sixteen. And, Jesus Christ. Wow. Right. And, and, and he just signed up for online classes. So he'll do that all summer. And, and, um, but he, but he got furloughed uh, from his job at Nordstrom, um, mm. which is a bummer because he was making good money and it was productive and all of that. But right. he's, he's kept a really good attitude, man. Um, Zoe, it's been tougher with her, you know, and you know her very well. She's very social and she's pretty. She wants to be with her girls. Yeah. And, you know, and, and 16 daddy, year old girl, 16. Yeah. All of that. Oh, yeah. girl. Come on and, now. And, and daddy's not allowing any of that. Um, you know, but, but I, I'll tell you over this period, you know, I, I, you know, bro, I, I run a tight ship where my family's concerned. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, you know, I haven't let folks sort of go and, and not observe the social distancing guidelines. Um, Cause you know, we can't afford to get sick cause we, I've got my, you know, elderly mother-in-law living with us. All right. Mm-hmm. And if any one of us gets sick, you know, it could potentially kill her. So you know, I've, I've, you know, I've had to make sure that everybody follows the protocol. We're all masked up, the gloves, the whole nine. Um, now, it's nothing compared to what y'all been dealing with in New York. And, I, you know, I respect the hell out of y'all for, for sucking that up. 
Um, but you know, we, 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 I've, I've been holding it down, bro. I'm, I'm working, you know, I'm a lawyer, I'm, I'm writing and all of that. So you are like a Renaissance man. I must say that he does run yes, a really tight ship and his kids are, I'll say this much. I've known actually Solomon wasn't even born when I met you. That's the fun part. Tracy was pregnant. With okay. Solomon. Yeah. That's Back right. in 97, 98. <laughs> Shoot, not too far off. 99. Drunk, you can't be this message drunk right now. Yeah, 99. That's 99. right. 99. 99. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. 99. Yeah. I remember because I came out. Yeah. Solomon was not born because Sterling was, I met Sterling when he was three. And Sterling is three. It's a phrase, by the way, Ted and Rebecca, that, yeah. that, Sadie, as you know, repeats on this show. So every time he repeats it, me and Sadie, well, me, Micah takes thing. a drink. Yeah. Wait, what's the phrase? Let me join in. Back in 97, 98. Oh. She knows because <laughs> in 97, 98, she was kicking it too. She understood. She was there. So, Duran, how have your uh, COVID-19 um, been as far as uh, currently before me and Micah go ahead to the ship to let the girls I have mean, it? Well, you know, I'm working and, you know, Awesome. Work it's 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 plentiful, you know. I'm on I'm on furlough this upcoming week, you know, just for a week, you know, so it's fine. But you know, so I get a little bit of a break next week, but everything is good. I can't I can't complain. You know, there's people out here who really are going through it, so I can't complain. Okay. Um, All right, Micah, you wanna start? <laughs> <laughs> what happened oh, no, to Michael? What happened what happened to you <laughs> since we last talked? Well, since we last spoke. Um, you know, I was just riding around on my bike, you know, getting my exercise, having a good little time. Minding your own business. You know, mind my own business, biking up a hill. And the pedestrian coming down the hill with headphones on, was not paying attention to anybody, walking in the bike lane, doing his thing. Meanwhile, there's another biker coming down the hill, screaming at him, get out of the way, get out of the way. Headphones too loud, didn't hear anything, right? So he saw me, though, he was like, oh, I'm going to try to be nice and, like, get, like, out of your way a little bit, but still be in the bike lane. So the other biker was coming down. I was coming up. Pedestrian was walking at the same time. Like I swerved, clipped the other bike and fell off my bike and like went over my head, handlebars, ended up with fracturing my hand. Oh man, sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, but luckily I don't need surgery. Hey. Us, you know. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. The doctor said that like if I, if I was going to fall, there was the way to fall. Mm-hmm. But of course, I was the only one that was bloodied up. No, like the pedestrian was fine. <laughs> like, Did you at least call him a raggedy bitch. <laughs> I, I was like, please don't touch me. Like he wanted to help me get up, and he didn't have his mask on. I was like, don't touch me. Like Damn. I'm not trying to be funny, but you know what, Ted? You can't say this or ignore this. Was it a white fag? <laughs> no, no. He, I think he was Dominican. Oh, even worse. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just joking, just joking, just joking. <laughs> Uh, well, what Micah. What happened to you, Sadu? Oh, what happened to me? You should say, well, I have waking up, made myself a nice breakfast. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my diet this week. So I made myself three eggs with cheese, some bacon, and a piece of pita. But I was not starting a diet. Yeah, I said, you know what? I had watched it. I had rearranged my motherfucking spice cabinet. Ooh. Oh, everything was beautiful. That is serious. I was like, I you know what? I was like, you know, I had, and I found that I had some turkey necks, smoked turkey necks in my freezer. I said, you know, I feel like making some greens. And I had made some barbecue ribs. Ooh. Oh, so, and some uh, uh, sweet potatoes with butter and uh, brown sugar. So I make some greens. I said, I'm just going to get on my bike and go get some greens. Got on the bike <laughs> to go get some greens. Went to the store. They didn't have 
ginger beer, which I wanted for my vodka. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the big store and get some ginger beer and my grains. I was biking in the bike lane on the far right, going gaily forward, not straight. Gaily Ford. <laughs> and um, I was, I had just looked over and I was about to just keep going. And this car that I think was trying to um, go for the light, honey, went past and mother got hit by a car. Oof. And she fell off her bike onto the ground. Now, this is the thing about it. I stood up, but the problem was, Rebecca, you know me. I like kind of attention, but I don't. When you have about a hundred homeless people gasping for air and looking at you, oh my god, bitch! I was embarrassed, girl. I'm in a white dress and a fur and some pearls. I was just embarrassed. <laughs> just so embarrassed. That's how you know I'm an old woman. I'm like, oh, I'm just fuck my arm. And long story short, I had to go to the, the ER. I have a very, very small, very, very small, not even like a half an inch fracture in my elbow, but they have Ooh. to like tape me up and all of that um, in the ER. And of course, you know, I'm not trying to be shady, but I feel like the ER must have been ran by Nigerians because they're very nasty to me. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short, I got hit by a car and Micah fell off a bike. And so we're both actually half fractured pieces in our armor. Don't need surgery. And I actually called Rebecca hours and hours later because as she knows, I'm one of those people where like when something huge happens to me, I don't want anyone to know. Wow. I'm not yeah, like I'm a Facebook bandit, but you're not gonna know bitch I was in the hospital or something happened to me. Because I just, you know, that's my old black woman. Nobody needs to know my business like that. Although right. I do like other people's business. But it exactly. it Behind the tree. <laughs> Behind the tree. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I happened. Was this week. Yes. Have you told your mother yet? No. I'm not going to tell my mother or my brother until tomorrow when I have my checkup. I have my checkup tomorrow. Okay. I just want to know what the checkup is. I can have everything. Because right. my mother is going to be crazy. And this is on a... Somber note, my cousin, you've met my cousins who've been here, the two girls all the time. The brother, my cousin Dennis, he actually was biking and he got hit by a car and died. And they thought it was like a homicide. So oh I haven't God. said anything to any of my family members because it's big with them. And I don't want to kind of bring that back up. So if I'm okay oh. after I go, you know, because it's not a real cast, it's a rap. If I'm okay and I'm healing, I will let them know. Mm. My brother, of course, and the people... But I'm, I don't want to bring that type of, that thing back up. Because, you know, African-American people are dramatic, but African people <laughs> are, that's a whole, like it. That's a whole different like situation. It. Wow. Situation. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, speaking of situations, <laughs> let's go to topics this week. Let's start with, so New York is reopening mm -hmm. slowly, New York <laughs> State. Right. Uh, <laughs> I just want to know what people think about that. Um, Let's start with the people who don't live in New York City, and then we can tell you. So, Ted, I know you've been you always on the news, and you're aware of what's going on. So, New yep. York State is opening, and we are the center, pretty much, of the coronavirus. The epicenter, yes, sir. Epicenter mm -hmm. in what the U.S. Think, yeah, yeah. What do yep. you think about that? So, I mean, I, I, I've been I've been really following Cuomo. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. He, he sounds reasonably wrapped in his right mind, and, and one of the one of the yeah. things he's made clear is how diverse New York is, right? Yeah. You've got NYC, the biggest, baddest city in the world, and then you've got, you know, farmland for miles and miles and miles and, right. and upstate and, and midstate and so forth. 
So, so what I've heard is that parts of New York, which are very different from NYC, will begin to open up slowly in a, in a phase one kind of situation. Yeah, upstate. Um, but, but that NYC itself is still locked down. That, that sounds like it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know enough about that state to know that the upstaters and the midstaters, you know, don't mess with y'all like that, right? They ain't really trying to come see you. No, no, no. Right. no. Right. We don't want to see yeah. them. So. Right, 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 right. There's a, there's a mutual agreement to never see each other. So, you know, I, I actually think it's a good idea to see what happens with Corona in a controlled release sort of situation in other parts of the state. I think it would be incredibly crazy to do it, obviously, for NYC anytime soon. Right. And, and, and brothers, I mean, as you know, as you probably understand and, and I understand, and and sis, you know this thing is gonna come back like a motherfucker uh, during flu season, right? Yeah. And yes. it'll be the red states to get hit the worst, um, because they're just like, fuck it, let's just open it up and keep it. You moving. Got it. That's right. exactly it's it. Yeah. Right. And and sitting here in Ohio, I you know I'm I'm not as worried about it, you know, because because Mike DeWine, the the Republican governor of Ohio, seems to be reasonably clothed in his right mind. Mm-hmm. But 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 we're surrounded by idiot governors, right? Right. Um, except for Kentucky, we lucked up on that one. Which is funny, Kentucky of all places, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 <laughs> Bashir's a bad boy, man. I you know I I, yeah. I respect that dude. So, so Re- I, I think you'll be okay, man. I really do. So Rebecca, what um what do you think? So, uh, as someone who's living in uh, um, mm. Virginia, who's not that far far from new york or the midwest right like you're in the south the midwest and the east coast yeah i am i am so virginia virginia is such an interesting state well first of all i'm a new resident so i'm learning things about where i live every day and i live in southwest virginia in roanoke and um the thing so our governor governor northam is a doctor so he is being uh led and guided by science Mm. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, which is really, really good. He was actually Virginia was one of the state, the first states to shut it all right. the way down. Right. He was not playing. He looked at the numbers and he was like, you know what? What we're not going to do is wait and lead people to believe that like we might, you know, keep schools open or whatever. He was like, uh, uh-uh, shut it all down. They canceled oh, yeah. Scarlet School and shut everything down very early in, like in March, right? Like in, in I mean, March. yeah. But early March, very, very early. And some of the people were like, oh, my God, like it's not even down here and whatever. But then you have the Virginia that is basically your D.C. area. Right. And so, you know, so they are dealing with Virginia, the different parts of Virginia in different ways. Right. Mm. Um, and so he seems to, again, he seems to be reasonably um, clothed in his right mind. Now, I do follow Governor Cuomo in New York because I think he is absolutely fantastic. Oh, but he's, he's been killing it. But when I need to actually know what's going on, the few right. times when my like sanity can let me turn on the news, I listen to Gov- to Governor Cuomo. Right. Now, with that said, I am a black mama of two very black children, okay? And we live in a white mountainous suburb and I don't know these people like that down here. <laughs> we gonna be on quarantine. Right. Okay. Right. I don't give a damn what governor says what about anything. And people know that if you want to come visit me, we had this discussion earlier. Yes. Quarantined by my standards mm-hmm. for two weeks. Okay. And on your way down here, you are not to use any public facility. You pee outside or you can't come to my house. You got to follow the ways of her. Okay. Or don't come here. And I love you, but and I miss everybody. But I, uh, uh-uh. I got we, I got pre-existing conditions. So does Richard, and I got these two little babies, and we're gonna live. And I, I just right. won't. 
Fair. Uh, Micah, so what do you think? Because I let me just say this real quickly. That's been crazy. I follow it every day. Look at the indicators and the markers mm-hmm. just to make sure what's going on. I think, of course, upstate, like it's very different. I'm glad they're opening slowly. Um, I am glad to announce that I was walking past today with my arm and all, and the Chinese restaurants have reopened and I got menus. <laughs> so, so Saturday, I'm about to get my life for breakfast, lunch, right. and yes. dinner. Yes. <laughs> the Lord right. Nobody saw that coming. Baby, no, that, nobody saw that coming. Baby, <laughs> I'm going to have lemon pepper wings, a piece of... Uh, a, oh, yes. Let me stop. Let me just stop. But anyway... But I think that what the governors and the mayor are doing is really, really like effective. They're doing it really slowly. The only thing that annoys me is just because I'm petty. Because every time I watch the uh, mayor give his uh, speech, he tries to do a few words in Spanish, and yeah. I don't speak Spanish, but I know what Spanish should not sound like. <laughs> 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 I'm like, sir, just let the translator take care of it because this me questo, eh, man. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't. Right. But I feel like it's um. It's going to be okay. What do you think, uh, fellow cripple, uh, Micah? <laughs> well, so, like, it's interesting, because, like, I, I, I think the big question I always have is, like, when will New York City finally open? And, obviously, like, we're doing our phase approach everything, right? So, yeah. it's technically, like, I think, like, phase one should start, like, June 8th or something like that, right? Yeah. If like, things go well. And then, like, really, like, we won't be fully open until, like, July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If like if that's if we like do everything right, right? I hear I hear I hear sometimes I hear September like from some I mean, outlets too. So yeah, I mean, I probably I mean it's probably been worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, I mean like yeah, like, I mean, but then at that point it's like if it's September, flu season is like October. Exactly. Like, it's just like it's just like, like we, we're not getting out of this. <laughs> like we, so we got to hope for July. We'll be right. quarantined if it's that late. You know, because right. it's gonna be bad. So, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, dude, but we meet like a few of like the the standards. Like they're they're it's like yeah, seven or eight different standards, and it's like we meet like four of them. Is that correct? Yeah, I think we're missing three at this point. Yes. So yeah, okay, four out of seven. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Like, well, yeah. let's know. jump to another topic really quickly, Duran. I mean, I hope you don't mind. Do you? No, 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 no. Because I, okay. yeah, I pretty much agree with everything. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about this. We're gonna get. We we about to get real. Uh. Ted, get ready, because this is what we're going to need you here. Stay so, ready, baby. Uh, you were talking about, so the coronavirus in New York City has killed about 1,200 people, uh, and over almost 7,000 have been ill who are in the New York Oh, no. She froze up. She froze oh, no. up. Um, I'll continue. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, 1,200 residents. Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> cut through Posey and Dorinda. We won't cut for Sadie's Wi Fi. <laughs> Are we not? No. I mean, okay. Too much. Well. So, right. um, so twelve hundred um, 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 New York New Yorkers who have died of COVID nineteen were those who um, were on public assistance and they lived in public housing. Um, oh, wow. In New York City, they're called NYCHA, so New York City Housing Authority. Um, and for like for those who don't know, I mean, there's been a lot of issues. With I just can't look at her face. Oh, she left. Okay, there she's back. Um, <laughs> Did I just get kicked out? <laughs> we decided we wanted to have a posing Dorinda moment. I was flapping my gums. I had a serious <laughs> thing. Like, oh yes, and 
when Jesus said yes, can anybody say no? Miss Carmel, Miss Carmel. Oh my God, Carmel, I appreciate you because I was waiting for that to happen to somebody, and we've been doing pretty good on Zoom. Right, I know. Zoom is oh, really good on Katie Zoom. Been so today. Been, she been God, you know what? Fuck it. You know what? I'm gonna make this quick. Then fuck it. Okay, so. Long story. There's a lot of people. The story I was saying was actually there's a lot more people who are in um, people who in uh, in the housing developments are 1,200 people died in the housing development and over 7,000 have been affected. You know. Yeah. So mm. it's like, what do we do now after this is over? By people who live in the project housing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, like how do we? Because a lot of the times. Those people are immigrants, families, yep. uh, poor people. Right. Uh, when I mean immigrants, I mean people from like uh, West Africa, people from people of color, yeah, people of color, color from all over the globe, yeah, people of color from all over. Because the white yeah. people, uh, the Indian people, the the, the, the the Russians, they go to Brighton Beach. That's a whole right. other thing. Or don't go, you know? So, yeah. but, but, but um, what do we do about that? Like, you know, to make sure these people are not on top of each other. So the, that's, that's, that's a spread. That's the worry in general. Like, it's just yeah. like the train is going to reopen. Every, I mean, like, train is open, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, the 24-hour, 24-7-hour yeah. hour service that they claim to you know? have. So uh, here, here's the thing, right? Like, so I think that, I think that, I think the, like, the idea of 24-hour trains, I don't think, I think New York City is going to lose it. I, think, I don't think we're going to keep uh, that. I think that's going to be gone after this. Why is that? I don't, I don't think we can anymore. Because um, we, like, because uh, like I know when I moved here, like I was, I was always under the impression that we truly cleaned the trains. Clearly, oh, we never did. God, no, oh, oh. <laughs> not in years. Yeah, in I've years. never thought that so, shit. Yeah, so like no, so when I went to the doctor to go check out my hand, the train smelled like Lysol. I was mm. like, what? I right. never for the first time ever. Listen, that is ever. true. Like, you can't you can't require everyone to like wear a mask on the train, but Duran will be carrying around his bottle of Lysol. Like, like and if I have to touch the pole, if I have to touch the pole, you know, I probably will touch the pole over sitting down next to somebody. She'll touch the pole, honey. She'll touch the pole. <laughs> I'm going to put on a piece of glove to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah bro. Get that you, get, I, mean, I, already, I already do like the whole, like, as soon as I get off the train, as soon as I get into office, the first thing I do is I wash my hands. I Girl, I have seen And I wash my hands. I have seen you go to McDonald's, buy some chicken strips, and pull some Lysol in that chicken strip before you eat it, bitch. I know you're go- you going to rub that. <laughs> I know you're going to rub that. But you know what's funny is that a lot of people who I did not realize are like the ultimate germaphobes have shown themselves in this during this pandemic. And I've been like over here in this corner, like, well, there ain't shit I can do. So you yeah, know, that's the thing. I've been fine. I've so, been fine. Like, I'm usually like the girl freaking out about shit, but. Mm. Yes, well, but top. you know what? Because you have sequestered and, and quarantined yourself in the best way possible. And also right. the people that are freaking out, I just want you to know, mm-hmm. we're clearly the people that were not clean in the first place. Why were you not washing right. your hands? Right. Why are you going to be clean now? Right. Let's actually talk about clean people. Well, we got a couple more tops before we go to music break. Number one. Um, so employees um, have refused. Some they say employees who refuse to go back to work will be ineligible for unemployment. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that? Now, Refuse as a girl, in the sense of like, don't want to be around people in the office, or just like quit their like what? No, they're I'm, uncomfortable I'm, because it's not safe. And right. people who don't feel safe, like going back into work. I feel right. like that's that's some bullshit. Like in the sense of like, people should what? have that, people should have that option 
these especially if you can work from home to work from home like you know like i think it was what twitter who said like yep. oh no we're not going to yeah. do the whole office thing anymore like you can work from home even like I actually, if you can yeah facebook just announced it too but like i think you know so we're looking at georgia georgia was one of the first states that like reopened and like that's like apparently one reason they were like we can't have all the people on unemployment we want to get we want to like make them work well, like, that's some republican bullshit yeah they also yeah. passed a law that FYI. Could, they wanted less government and they also passed a law that the taxes can only go up to a certain uh, amount. So they kind of fucked themselves in the ass. That's why they sent everybody back to work. And sadly enough... If Don't we, say fuck themselves in the ass like it's a bad no, thing. If, if, if we want... Girl. Nasty. If, <laughs> she don't even do that anyway. Classy, but if you want to actually go there... The things that they open and the people that sent back to work were most of the stuff that black people do. So they're doing a kind of a test. But that's mm-hmm. me doing a conspiracy theory yeah. about the people that sent back to work. That's just me looking at it that way. You know, as a journalist, but, I can't say it, but you can. Uh, Everywhere. As a fucking journalist all the damn time. Uh, anyway, let's go to the next topic, which made me a snicker. Oh, Nancy this was P- everything. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi and Trump. Oh, my God. I love Nancy Pelosi. Yes. <laughs> Mother did a piece of nasty. Oh, she did that old lady read that Listen. only old ladies can do. You have to. Th- you be like, wait a minute, bitch. Did you just right? She earned right. that. She earned that. You know, she said, "Well, you know, I'm not going to take any advice from a man injecting himself with this. You know, who is clearly morbidly obese. Morbidly obese. <laughs> and need to go hit him. I was like, how many? What old black ladies have been hanging around? Because bitches is just like she just said it so calmly. And Anderson Cooper was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was some black." She was so queen, but she had to keep it together. Baby, there was some black fat back there. I went, oh, hell no, bitch. You know, you know her and Maxine been hanging out and getting drinks exactly. after work. That's oh, no, no. Happened. Maxine, we just think about it. Maxine wouldn't have said that. Maxine's a straightforward shooter. Right. Maxine would have been like, I don't do this man because he's ignorant and he's stupid. No, she would literally be like, fuck that. Baby. Nancy Pelosi trying to slide that shit on the radar, girl, like a slice of bread. Like, yeah, well, you know, you know, he injected something, you know, but he, you know, he just fat, you know, that that's what fat people do. Listen, and I'm like, right. girl. <laughs> <laughs> she came at it from a place of concern on CNN with right. Anderson you, Cooper. Very right. you. Oh, it was very me. <laughs> she, Nancy Pelosi is my spirit animal. She is who I wish I was. Okay, no, I'm sorry. She's who I am. She <laughs> yeah. said, oh, wow, when you're morbidly obese, you know, you just really shouldn't be taking drugs like that. I mean, <laughs> really, girl. I mean, to be very fair. Julia Cummings, actually. It was yeah, very. Oh, you know what? That is very. I know. Yes, yes. God yes. rest her soul, my dear, our dear, uh, sweet grandmother. Before honey. we go to our music Woo. break, would you mind Rebecca on t- telling uh, what I think is Julia's uh, 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 her finest greatest, moment, her finest moment in history. Well, which one on the on the step on the on the steps on of the, the palace, ste- bitch? Okay, on the steps of the church, my grandmother. My God, God rest her soul. We, now this, we are, wait, we real are, quickly. Go ahead. This story might be a little bit homophobic to some people, but the shit is funny. It it, it, it was homoph- <laughs> Right, God it bless was, her. <laughs> yeah, so we just go, okay, disclaimer. So yeah. Easter Sunday, okay, a, a plethora of just random friends uh, had come to church with us, Sadu included, come to church with Graham. We, you know, it was tradition, take Graham to church. And Graham, you know, when she passed, she was 96 years old, honey. So yeah, she earned, woman. Yeah, she, was, she earned every bit of whatever the hell she wanted yeah, to she say. Did. 
to come out of her mouth, honey. And there was a man at the church, you know, that just adored her, but he was a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, like just kind of like whatever. And there was rumors that he had been to jail and all this kind of stuff. And so old black people back in the day were obsessed with people that had been in jail. And so when he got out, I guess. Now, I never knew that he went to jail, but whatever. This is what she said. <laughs> and so, you know, I, who knows? I don't know if that really was a thing, and I hate to, you know, say that if the man asked But alas. But alas, honey. So, alas. you know, he came up to kiss her, and, you know, Ooh. she would be ducking and diving and, like, you know, running all out the way, and I was like, Graham, why are you so rude to Kevin? On the Church of the Steps, she goes, you know, well, I don't know. I don't want him uh, kissing all up on me. He could have been a cocksucker. <laughs> I said, excuse me, what? I mean, loud for it everyone else to hear. could have been a cocksucker. Bitch, topple over her dead, give the bitch her tans, and oh, be like, yeah. I died. And at that point, no one that was with us, including Sadie, none of us knew what to say. <laughs> you can't. That shit is hilarious. Yeah, sometimes. Now, Miss Karma, does she like you kiss her? her? Oh, she loved All me. day. She set me up a lot of times, but she loved me. No, let's not get it twisted. Oh, her remember, problem, you set me up. No, no, no. Her problem was not with gay people. Her problem was, was with that particular man that had been to jail, <laughs> right. whether he was gay or not, because I'm it was what was he doing in jail? Let me say this on a serious note before <laughs> we go to break, and this is going to be controversial. I'm going to say it in a way. The one thing when I went into Rebecca's family meeting, Ted and Graham and all of them, is it doesn't matter it didn't matter if I was gay or not. It's how you act when you're in an environment with people. Period. You know, I don't need to be in the panties and bras and my titties on be like, look at me, look at me from a bunch of old people. It's just like, what does that do for me? It's like Honey, it's she was you a Southern belle, yeah, always different. You adjust you adjust your environment, but you be yourself. I never hit myself and it never yeah, asked yeah. me to hide myself. And trust me, even well, her and that, she knew that wasn't that. Yeah. And they would read me and it, and it would get the best of me behind it, but it's just knowing how to act when you go somewhere, the decorum of where you're going. Well, because I just, there's the old standard, you will not embarrass the family. Oh, don't do Barris. it. Barris. Barris. <laughs> Barris. Barris. All right, y'all. Uh, Micah, let's take this uh, first music break before we come back. And then okay. we'll uh, close out so, the first time. I picked all the music. This music, I'm, I'm continuing the girl um, group theme. And this week, you know, underrated girl groups, we have Cut Close. You know, oh, with girl. <laughs> I is like underrated, oh, yes. is it. Under, is it underrated girl or rated? <laughs> Oh, I <laughs> yeah, said what I said. Uh, and, um, we have um, this, so we have I Like by Cut Close. We have um, Mo and Steph. He's mine. Wow. Yeah, Rebecca, remember that, Kelly. And then we have, and then we have Zane. Uh, Jane. Jane, girl. Jane, honey. bitch. Jane. Jane, Jane. Sorry. Zane <laughs> I know Zane. the music. I, I don't know the yeah. name. I know the music. Girl, that's so, young, to be fair. young people, honey. The young Jeanette, people. girl. That's Jeanette, girl. Don't get that wrong. Uh, send, it, send in my love. It's the third send song. Send in my so. love. We didn't ask you to sing it. Oh, All right. Okay. So Shit. we'll be, uh, you're listening to Chorus State of Mind Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back to close out the first hour, and then we'll have a, a wonderful interview with the great author, Mr. Theodore Cummings.
to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yeah! Yes. That was a yes. great music break. Thank you, Duran. That was a lovely song by Zane. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Shut up. Uh-uh, Be uh-uh. sure to follow no, my playlist, 90s R&B girl groups on Spotify. Oh, I Spotify. Absolutely you did a good Duran. job. That. that was awesome. We're going to continue this theme of like picking songs from that playlist. You know, I mean, I oh. thought that I was like watching, like re-watching like House Party 2 or Class <laughs> Acts. Right. Oh, right. what that party? Classic work. You don't know that song? That was the yeah. same song. Classic. I know you know that, Ted. That was from your day. 
<laughs> Sending my love to you. Yes, oh, oh, yes. There's a vocal too. Yeah. One of my greatest regrets is that I did not minor in music at Howard not, University. No, sir. That's not a regret of mine. That is a regret of mine because I didn't find out until late in life that I actually can sing, but I'm extremely untrained. Okay. I believe if I've been trained. Having okay. a sense of pitch and can sing is very different. Sending my love. Oh, here we go. Come on, oh siblings. <laughs> Okay, just because you can oh. find the note doesn't Rebecca, mean you should Rebecca, actually Rebecca, 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 don't come for Ted Cummings. Don't I'm come such nasty. Let them, let them do it, honey. I apologize. <laughs> They've been doing this let them it do it. good radio. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> we have uh, um, five minutes in this first hour, and now, you know what, I just want to go to something like that's kind of petty but stupid at the same time. So, Trump... Uh, refuses to uh, Ted and I want to start with you here uh, so Trump refuses to unveil Obama's portrait which is all this last oh, for 40 oh years um, all the presidents have came through to always have a dinner whether you like a girl or not you lift up her picture so what do you think about this um, morbid, I'm sorry this man um, okay. not doing what he's supposed to be doing so, so here's how I heard the backstory on that right what I heard I heard that Trump and his cronies got word that President Obama wasn't coming to the White House for that, that he had decided, yeah, I don't want to be in this dude's presence at all. And so to get in front of that, Trump and his cronies, you know, said, well, we're not going to do it. Right. So essentially, dude, oh, he's such a horrible person. Dude got rejected before all of that. Now, even if that's not true, I'm 100 percent cool with it, cool with it, because, you know, I don't want my president. To have to be up in you know that mm-hmm. place with that with that guy faking the yeah pump, no I'm here for it nah. but but nah. Listen, if Trump had a petty bone in him he would have done it anyway be like see I did it I'm still you see sometimes nah. the white person they don't have that petty nah. gene in there he, no, that, that particular white boy a he ain't smart and b you know he hates niggas too Ooh. much so there's no way he's gonna do that there it is there, there it is. is there it is I've been waiting for him to arrive welcome everyone how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I I had you on here for because I like that look. I like it. So let's talk about something that's happening in Ohio. Oh my god. The Franklin County, before we go, uh, we have four minutes. Franklin County uh, guidelines for black people Mm -hmm. to wear masks. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. didn't hear that? Yeah, no, were... not, not for black people. I didn't hear that at all. It was for black people. It, it said, was don't... a suggestion and a recommendation. A recommendation. Don't wear one with skulls on it or right. things that are red or blue. Or oh, oh because, because if you wear it right, people will think that. Right. That's that inherent racism. Yeah. 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 No, they that caught themselves doing, doing well because what happened was some guy was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable wearing masks as a black man. Uh, walking around during quarantine. Right. I say, I, I get it. because well, don't I mean, wear no, these kinds of masks, right? Yeah, don't right. wear these types of masks so the people don't think you're this person. I said, well, how about making those people think that their racism is the problem? Right. Why don't we try that side? You're not going to like my answer. Oh, no. no Go ahead. Please. So, so, in the great state of Ohio, oh, my brother and my go. sister know this, I'm armed all the time, right? Yeah, well, um, like I, I, I love the Second Amendment very much. I keep this African dick with me, Curtis. I keep myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it for black people, right? And so I'm aware what the fuck I want to wear, A, and then B, you know, if somebody has a problem with it, honestly, man, they can catch these bullets. I, I'm 
there, there's no way I'm not going out, you know, without oh, a fight. Ted. If motherfuckers come at me. You have Hern, a Ted. Everybody, yeah, you Ted, everybody. I don't know why you thought that was offensive to me or anyone here. No, we 100% agree. I'll fuck up a bitch whenever I go. Right. I, I know you're I know you were straight up street fighter. <laughs> okay. I know. What do you have, mean by that, Ted? I have street mean? fought with your sister. I know. Uh, oh. Amen. Well, anyway, we're about to get close to the beginning of the second half of the hour here. And we are going to come back with an interview with Ted about his book, which is thank you, very, very wonderful and uh, very, very interesting. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Getting Look at God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. You did what I did there. And I appreciate it. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Queers of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh, do need to calm down. They're doing the most. All right. What, I want. what is happening? What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, this is my good Judy. This what the fuck you mean. Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the Messy Hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. So, yes, guys, welcome back to Radio Free Brooklyn and Queer State of Mind. Let me give you a little history, Rebecca and Ted, about that. Uh, So, the Messy Hour started because... um, once upon a time, uh, I'm sorry, no, no, I have, <laughs> I have never been messed on this radio show like you have. <laughs> to be fair, that should be fair. Uh, so <laughs> it's because uh, we used to drink a little um, uh, vodka and, and mimosas, and then we uh, we started to go to wine, and then Posey brought some tequila into the um, situation. <sighs> so when we started doing tequila while doing the show, we got so fucked up. That by the second hour, we was just spilling tea, fighting, cussing girls out, just full blown brawls on air. So people loved it. So it, was, it became the messy hour. Now, Ted, if you feel like being messy, please feel free. But you know, don't if you don't want to. But before anything else um, takes place, before we play our um, throwback track, I want to just do a little intro about what we're going to be talking about the throwback throwback track. So, Ted, can you introduce yourself and your work and what can we uh just in general yeah sure man i, I appreciate that and say to you know brother i've been trying to get on your show he has two to three years he has he yeah. has well i just want to make sure you were comfortable here because you know we are very we're those people but then i forgot you are that person so yeah my bad <laughs> well you know what if you ain't comfortable you better get comfortable man i i, I love amen you know, my amen people period so i mean i you know I don't, I don't at this, especially at this point, bro. At fifty, I don't give a shit what 
I don't care. You know, I, I love can't Maybe you're fucking fifty years old. Say that. Right? How the hell did that happen, bro? Right. I don't know. I thought you were fifty-three, but hey. Who <laughs> <laughs> You got that in, right? You got I that just in. I want to say that Miss Carmel's living right now because it's a girl on the show. Who's, uh, sorry, a man on the show is older than her. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. but you just said it, bitch. Really? Wow. I already okay. said, I said it once in the in the first hour. Continue. Sure, loud. sure. So, so just real quick, man. My, my name is Ted Cummings. I am. I am. Sister, excuse shit, sister. I am brother oh, to yes, Rebecca. Yes, sister. How about that? I am brother to Rebecca and and, and um, brother to my very adopted brother, Sadu Karma, who yes. I love. Very yes. Adopted. <laughs> yes. Very adopted. Yes. Very adopted. We adopted each other is what happened. Yes, and, yes. And I'm a, I'm a lawyer by, by training and by profession. I'm a patent and trademark attorney. And, yes. Um, yeah, I do that all day, you know, Monday through Friday. You know, graduate of Howard University. Mm-hmm. degree in yes. mechanical engineering and and lately i've become a writer and in particular a writer of of what i call black science fiction yes um, right so i you know I, I i began writing a book uh called slumber which is currently available on uh, uh amazon and at my website which i'll Google share later Play everywhere itunes on this available everywhere yep mm-hmm. and you know, and, and my, my book is about a lot of what's happening now. But let me sort of step back and say that I, I got the idea for my book six years ago. And, you know, and it, it literally took me six years to write it and publish it because at the time I got the idea, I was not yet a writer of fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to go through the process of transforming and becoming a writer of fiction. And, and, you know, what I've known all along is that the story itself is fantastic. And I'll go into detail about that in a moment. The story that I, that I was given is fantastic. Um, it, is, it is only limited by the proficiency of the writer, right? And so it, it literally took me that amount of time to become as good a writer as possible to be able to properly relay the story. And, and honestly, guys, that's the only reason I published. I, I finally published the book. Uh, on, I'll never forget this, Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. Mm-hmm. And that was right before, the, you know, the whole coronavirus issue hit, had, hit, hit America. had, had yeah. entered the zeitgeist. So what is my yeah. book about? My book is about a mutated virus um, that immobilizes two thirds of the population in America. Wow. The, I told you guys that. Yeah. yeah. The, the remaining one third, Micah, um, happens, you know, who, the remaining one third re- remain um, are not immobilized. And, you know, they all happen to look like people like us. Right. So you got people of color who are fine and, you know, people, you know, folk who are not of color who are not fine. And so the star of the show of my book, the, the main character is melanin. And if you ever mm-hmm. look at the, the cover of my book, what you're looking at, you know, I put a very stylized, artistic, Afrocentric rendering of the melanin molecule on the front cover of the book. And so the way it shakes down, if you have a sufficient amount of melanin, you're fine. And if you do not have melanin, you're not. Well, Hmm. before we go any further, we're gonna take a little um, throwback music break because I wanna come back and we wanna discuss in full detail what it's about. So that means that the people who look like me are alive and Rebecca girl, you know what? I'm gonna put some good flowers in your grave. Ooh. Amen. <laughs> For our um, throwback track, we're doing on uh, "Just Give Me a Reason." Oh, fuck you, Duran. You fat black <laughs> bitch. I won't. You know what? Oh, oh my goodness, you call me black. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, anyway. Michael, Michael, why did you choose this song real quick? 
whenever. I, well, I yes. feel so strong because you know, um, I just want to send a reminder to the world that you know, me and me and Sadie are broken, but uh, we are bent. But, bent, we can't but we're not burn. broken. <laughs> we're not broken. We're just bent. We'll get back. I'm too fat to bend anyway. So, girl, I'm just. To be fair. Uh, <laughs> so you're listening to Queer of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is our throwback track, and we'll be back with more from Mr. Theodore Cummings about his book Slump.
Wait, yes, yo, that was that was pink. <laughs> that was pink. With, um, I'm gonna tell you. Just give me a reason. This was possibly the funniest shit I've heard since quarantine. Um, I'm talking to Micah on the little private chat. I said, "Look, the message of the song in general, just strong." And Micah goes. Posey and Karma aren't broken, just bent. Posey can learn to love a white man again. I wrote that. <laughs> <That's what> I, <laughs> that was me. That was, that was me. Uh, oh. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry, That's why I was done. Okay, y'all. Okay, okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go, we're going we're gonna to come back to Anyway, back to Ted. Ted, sorry. Sorry, we've been messing messy queens right now. So anyway, we're talking about slumber. I'm not mad. So, Ted, please continue to tell us um, in whatever detail you want to go in, honey. I'm high and drunk, so I don't give a damn. So, uh, tell the people just more about this book. And, like, I, I actually listened to your Sirius XM uh, interview, which was very wonderful. I oh, thank my, you. I, I did my little research. Thanks for your of course. Um, and you sound wonderful on the uh, on the radio, of course. Thank you, brother. I appreciate so that. Please tell us more about the book. Like you said before, like the people, uh, pretty much the darker skinned people, were the one that were being alive during the. Real quick, um, just to catch everybody up who may um, be just tuning in, the yes. the book one is called Slumber by yes. author Ted Cummings, yes. who is my brother. I'm super proud of him. Um, yes. But. What most excites, or one of the things that really excites me is like, I love to read, but I love to read a book that is part of a series. And so when Ted said that he was writing this book, I was so excited that he was going to make it a series. So the, ser the series is called um, uh, Sleeper's Book Series. And, and the first book, um, which is published and written and available for sale, is called Slumber. It's available, um, for those of you that are just tuning in, on sleepers.com, amazon.com. Um, so with that said, Ted, I have um, just a quick question. Um, so, well, you know what? Sell me the book. Why do I want to read this book? Oh, absolutely. That's a question. Come on, sister. I was like, I guess my job's done. <laughs> All right, bitch. <laughs> Go ahead, Ted. I'm through. So, so other than what the story is, the, the story is for us, by us. This is, this is authentic Black science fiction told from a Black perspective. And, and I got to tell you, you know, we went in, right? Just, just imagine a world where all of what America is, its prosperity, its abundance was, you know, literally handed over to us. What would we do with it? How would we maintain the country? Could we maintain the country? And what might that look like? And so I, in my book, I get into all the details from a story form, fictionalized version of that. And, and you know, a, a racist is going to look at my book and not read it and say, well, you're just trying to get rid of the white people. And, and my re retort to that is I'm actually doing the opposite of that. What I am doing is removing white people from the from being the center of the american story right mm -hmm. right now they're is. the center of the story yep. and as we see with the whole corona thing like as a group god bless them you know they can't handle very much they can't handle the most minor inconveniences of being told no about hey don't get other people sick don't catch this disease we're going to do some things to make sure that doesn't happen and so but in my book we become people of color become the center of the story and, you know, so book one happens in modern times, it happens now. Um, book two, which may end up being honestly two volumes, 
um, um, shoots 80 years in the future. So we get 80 years of being the center of the story. And, and there are many, many developments and changes that happen in and to the country as a function of that. And also at the end of 80 years, white people essentially come back. Right. Well, and I would also argue that your audience, the racists are not your audience. Right. However, obviously, black people that want to learn something, but also our white brothers and sisters that do want to learn something and maybe consider a different perspective. Because, I mean, the fact that all of us, I mean, all of us, the only thing that we know is with uh, white culture being at the center of the history that we that we know. Mm -hmm. So what is it now like? And what has that been for you as a writer now with black people at the center of this historical paradigm shift? That's a, that's another winning question, sis. Um, I've had to go through, I've had to go through my own sort of personal um, process of growth and self-reflection and also sort of outward reflection. Right. And so here's what I mean. When I, when I first started writing the book, my five main characters were all men, all black men, right? And about halfway through, about the, the three-year mark, I took a look at that and I said, yeah, that, that's, I can't do it that way, right? And so I made two of my characters women and, and, I, and I added a character and I had to make sure two of them were women and I've got four black men, Right. Um, I also looked at it from a sexual orientation perspective. Oh, and, oh yeah, oh yeah, and make sure, honey. yeah, there you go, and made sure that you know I've got at least one um, gay main character, and she's an extremely important character in the books. One of my main characters, and so you know, and so I'm 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 personally sort of growing not only as a writer but also in terms of my own societal outlook as I'm putting this together. And this is all before I even start dealing sort of with 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 other ethnicities and white folk mm-hmm. um, going forward after slumber i know that i've got to also deal with brown people more mm-hmm. um, which i'm excited to do and i can't i can't wait oh, to wow. tap into yeah this is great so are there no uh, so all the characters in this first no- novel are black is that is that correct or all of my main characters all the main are, characters are people of, of african descent yes gotcha right got it Right, right. So, but, but in, in further books, I'm, I'm going to equalize more both along gender, sexual orientation, um, you know, um, and ethnicity as well. Um, because what, what we end up having, having is a true melting pot of, of, of people of color um, uh, coming to America and, and contributing sort of to this new society that results. Um, and, and I want to be clear and say, I'm, I'm not interested in writing a term paper. I'm writing an exciting fictionalized view of what would happen in and to the country. Um, if, if basically demographic shifts that we've all right. been told are happening over the next 34 years, if those demographic shifts happen basically in one day. So I'm, super, right. I'm glad you said that, Ted, because, you know, for all of us, like, you know, we all work constantly and, you know, so much of our lives are, um, you know, such a serious thing that when I pleasure read, I don't, I need for that also to be a a page turner. So one of the things that I really loved about this book, um, about uh, Slumber, book one, was that it was quite the the page turner and it was an easy read, so to speak. So it wasn't, so I didn't get so caught up in like, you know, the language of a like pretentious, smart black man that was like, you know, took himself so seriously, but that I thought that there was, great care taken 
to make sure that the audience found it easy enough to get through, but also that like when you did put it down and you went to go about your regular life, that you really wanted to come back uh, to it and that you were excited mm -hmm. about it. So I, I really appreciated that um, with that. Do you think, Ted, that um, because I know that, you know, obviously Slumber Book One is out now, but as you're working on book two, how have you, is the writing process um, easier? Do you feel like your writing oh, yeah. is evolving? Like what's, what's your, what's your take on book two? So, so great, great question. So, so book one took a legitimate six years to write and it needed to take six years, right? I needed to become a writer of fiction um, because of my profession. You know, I, I am a writer by profession, but that ain't fiction. Right. Um, and, and there were definitely also times within the six years that, you know, I walked away from the project probably at least a half a dozen times, at least a half a dozen mm -hmm. times. And, and, and I walked away because, you know, in the times I walked away, I did so because, you know, shit, I was, I was scared. There's, there's no, I don't, there's no precedence, even in my family with everything we've done, there's no precedent of writers of fiction at all. We have a bunch of writers, but nobody's written fiction. Um, and, 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 and also what I realized is that, you know, I've always known the story is fantastic, right? But I certainly have not felt equal to the story. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, so I'm, what do I'm you looking, mean by that? What do you well, mean? I, I mean, I mean that, you know, a, a great writer, especially a great writer of color, you know, could, could make this story fly. Right. And, 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 you know, and I haven't always felt like I could make it fly. Mm. Right. Okay. I'm not convinced today I can make the motherfucker fly. Mm. Okay. Right. All right. Um, but I do believe, and this is the only reason why I published when I did, I do believe that my writing is, is certainly good enough to not get in the way of the story. Mm. Right. And, and possibly to advance the story. Yeah, Micah has a question for you. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. So I think I mean earlier you mentioned that you know you had this idea like six years ago, and like you finally were able to like you know sit down and like be, like, and be, like embrace yourself as like a fiction like a fiction writer and write this book. Um, as someone who is also like a block creative, who like you know has like this like idea of like oh I want to be creative, but like you know I I have to keep a day job and all this stuff, and like it's been really hard to be like, finally embrace that creativity. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to, you know, talk about like what was that moment that got you to actually write the book? Like, was there like a was there was there a moment? Yeah, was finish? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so here here's the literal God's honest truth, right? Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent clear that I received the story from the divine. Mm. call it God, call it the ancestors, call it whatever works. Right. I'm hundred percent clear that I received the story from the divine and, and I'm hundred percent clear that the divine pushed me all through that six years to finish. And in fact, it's, that is so clear to me that in my last big push to finish, the divine was worrying the shit out of me. Right. Mm. I'm talking about, talking to me and sending reminders to me to finish in ways that, that just really made sense to me. Right. You know, this person to call me, yo, Ted, I mean, just all out the blue. What about the, what about the book? Or, or I'd get a, get a text message from somebody obscure. Yo, I'm looking forward to, and I would get these so often, right. Mm -hmm. That I started to have arguments like, no, I hear you. I'm going to finish. 
right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I and frankly, I just pushed through until you know, again, you know, all the way through editing, you know, my last edit, you know, and I just remember sitting at my computer, you know, on the Amazon site on February second, twenty twenty, getting ready to push that button, like. I, I don't think I have anything left to say in book one. I think it's ready or ready enough. I've done what I believe I'm supposed to do. Let's go. Thank you for saying that. Cause I think that for so many, so many of us, especially like a lot of creatives are on this call and people listening, you know, I think we like, we, we think like, Oh, maybe this isn't the right path or whatever. Like maybe we're not doing the right thing. And it's like, if we're getting that message, like sometimes, you know, we ask for a sign from God or whomever, Mm-hmm. So that gives us a sign. So I, I thank you for thank you for bringing that up because sometimes Absolutely. we're and we get it and like we need to listen to those signs when we get them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know what, Micah? It, like fear can be so crippling for yeah, all of us. And one it of the things that this entire sort of isolation period, um, the fear is there. But I feel like at least those of us that are on this call, you know, we are realizing. Um, you know, every day, with the passing of every day that tomorrow is most certainly not processed or yeah. is not promised. Like we are seeing it, right? you know, and even though, and I'm learning this myself, like I'm, it's so, such a hard thing, but like, you may be afraid, but do it anyway. Right. Oh yeah. Because right. what do you have to lose? We're literally isolated. Do it anyway. Yeah. So let me say this um, before anything happens. Ted, we need to know where we can find your book because we're about to take another music break. So where can people find your book? Where can they meet you on social media if you have social media? Um, And just give them the information that's needed, email or uh, website, whatever is, you know, where they can reach you. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just want to first say that I can't wait to get to New York. Um, Absolutely. Man, book I, tour, book tour. Yeah. Oh, oh, book yeah. Tour. I, I was doing a freaking book tour, man, before we got locked down, and yeah. I, I've discovered that New York is my biggest market of interest for the book. Absolutely, I can so, see that. So I'm, I'm trying to be there on like a three or four day situation, you know. Um, and and those dates are coming up, and Rebecca hopefully will be with me, and of course I'm gonna be with Sadu, and we're gonna make that happen. Yeah. Um. In fact, in fact, Sadu, I want you, I want to partner with you. Um, for the for the time I'll be in New York. Um, to Whatever you need, honey. Uh, you have my full attention. You know, first of all, I can't say no to you because you're not going to talk bad to me to your family. I'm definitely going to oh. do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you so, so, but you can, you can buy the book um, on my website. And if you buy it on my website, I will sign it personally and send it to you. Yes. And, and that is sleepersbooks.com. Uh, S-L-E-E-P-E-R-S books.com. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't wait to, to get that out to folks. And of course you can buy it on Amazon. It's the name of the book is slumber. Um, um, and it's, uh, the author's name is Ted Cummings and the name of the series. I'll be clear about this. The name of the series is the sleepers book series. Yes. Awesome. So y'all- oh, really, qu- really quickly. Uh, so like, I just want to ask one last question. You're writing book two. What is the ultimate goal you have for this series? If you had, if you could like, wrapped up wrapped that up in words yeah um so i'm actually not going to articulate that right because mm-hmm. there, there's an end point that i'm trying to get to um and and i actually don't want to give that away because we we won't see that end point until the very mm-hmm. you know um you know end of the book last chapter shit maybe last page right right it doesn't have to reveal like what's happening in the books but what is your sure. ultimate goal in, ter- yeah. in terms of success yeah yeah that's a great question so so from a story perspective i i really want to communicate 
Um, that's actually a really thoughtful question, Deron. I really want to communicate the greatness of us. Um, and, and from a goal perspective, um, I've written the book um, 100% for visual media. Uh, th- this is a series and a story that begs to so be shown. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I was getting at. I, was like, I will watch yeah, this shit out Net- of this. Will yeah, it become a yeah. Netflix series? Yes. I will watch this shit out of this. Are you listening? <laughs> Man, I, I mean, I mean, real talk. I mean, uh, you know, and you know, I, and I don't know, I don't know if this is a series of movies or or a series on a streaming service like oh, Netflix. This is a streaming um, service, you know. But yeah. but but this is a story with us at the center of the story. You know, right. that deals in both um, modern as well as 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 uh, futuristic America. And if you notice in most futuristic science fiction, you know, we're not there. Like black people are not there. It's it's, it's as if we didn't make it to the fucking future or some shit, right? Right. Um, right. Right. In my series, not only are we there, but, you know, we're large and in charge and we're solving problems and making it happen. Okay, right. well, we okay. Thank you, Ted, so much. Ted is going to be with us. We're going to um, just do our second music break, which, um, Duran, I give you this much. You picked one of my probably top three favorite female artists. Girl, um, I feel like you needed it. It's one of my of, top three, too. Of all time. Yes, this almost makes me very happy. Um, she is the original. Like, this is one of those people where if you love like the Rihanna's and Beyonce of this world, and I've actually met somebody who loved those people and didn't know who this was. And this is yeah. Donna Summer. Like, how can you like love? <laughs> it was the anniversary of her death recently. Yeah, so it was yeah, the anniversary of her like, death. It's been and, eight years, May 17th. That's crazy. Historically, she's the first woman and the first black woman that had three multi-platinum albums in a row. Say that. Yes. Three multi-platinum albums in a row. She literally defined a generation. She, for lack of a, you know, to, for people who want to relate, she was like the, uh, in the she would have been the, um, the Jenna Jackson in the 90s and the Beyonce in the now, as far as black women yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. No, she literally sure. was that person who was the biggest, even bigger than Diana Ross at yeah. the peak of her career. In the 70s, so, yeah. So this is, a, this is the MacArthur Park Suite, which has four songs, and it is about 15 minutes long. Uh, it has MacArthur Park. Uh, what's the second song, Duran? I think, I think it's Heaven Knows. Yeah. Heaven Knows. No, Heaven Knows, um, MacArthur one Park. Of uh, one of a Kind, which is my favorite. And, uh, 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 There's one more. <laughs> Just one more, I can't remember. But anyway, this is the MacArthur Park Suite. This is when the crackheads were crackheads on a 15-minute dance song in the club. <laughs> yes, Rebecca, I said that. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn.
Make sure to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Yes, yes, y'all. That was everything. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Technical difficulties. Y'all, that was so much fun. That was, was uh, Donna, Donna that was Summer Sweet. And you forget how much hit she had. And right. she honestly, you're saying, Donna Summer was the first black woman, literally black woman slash first woman, to bring like raw sexuality yep. to music. Yep. Like before that, uh, no one was doing that. But when Donna Summer came uh, through, and she just literally right. got to do just sex. And like she, she uh, never uh, performed that song live, baby. by the way. Yeah. She never no. performed that song but live. But it's just it. the fact that she was a she was a pioneer. She mm-hmm. literally was black woman sexuality in a different way. It was, was just raw. literally Yeah, it was, it was raw. raw. It was just mm-hmm. raw, a woman that wanted to have sex, not like, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm that. And she was a she has a very complicated story. If you guys don't know, check out her discography. She really, um, you know, she was a Christian woman. She was about the Lord, honey, but, you know, she was doing what she was doing. But I have a game for us to play, y'all. Okay. Ooh. So I just thought it would be fun. We're going to start with Micah, then Duran, and then it would be Ted and Rebecca. And this is the Appalachian, Appalachian slang game. Oh, my God. So, oh, you no. might notice, you might not. So you're going to have three options. So you I all... scored 100%. I am Oh, shamed. you did this already? Okay. So, well, you got to play with me. What okay. is this game? Okay. The Appalachian slang game. Okay. So the Appalachians. Yeah. Okay. Slang. Latin, honey. So, yeah, we go. Yeah. Um, okay. If you're fixing to, that means A, cooking, B, turning on a car, C, about to. Question is if if you are anybody can answer fixed. or Micah has to answer. Anybody has as a fix it. About Ted, to. About to I'm finna. Or I'm fin to too. Yeah, this is a country game. Every everybody got roots in the South. No, this, right. this is it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's see here. Oh. My people come from Georgia. Yeah. Okay. The next one. What does it what does it mean when you say what does he got a burr in his saddle mean? He's anxious. He's very confused. He's angry. Ooh. Angry. 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 Okay, let's see. Saddle. Angry. Anxious. If I'm a bird is in the saddle, the, the, the horse becomes angry and will buck. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh not if you buck. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Y'all young whippersnappers may not know nothing about that. Honey. Here we, here we go. If you mash something. It means what? <laughs> what? A, you drive it. B, you cut it up. Or C, you press it or smush it. Honey. <laughs> Go ahead, Micah. Answer this one. No. Is it C? Yes, smush it up, honey. Mash that down. You got to mash that down. Honey, smooth it right on out. Okay. Yes. This is the one right here. Okay. If someone compliments your britches. They're Ooh. talking about your A sweater, B hair, C pants. Come on, oh, I like, I like I that. I think that I think that's C. 
Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah that is the fans. Wait, I don't like know that we said that. That's Some of y'all need like to get yeah, in touch with y'all southern roots. I like your I'm bitches. Afraid. Hey. I like your bird. I like your First and foremost, you all should know this. I'm not southern. I'm from okay. the Midwest yeah, right. country. I'm, I'm just going to ask this question <laughs> because I'm not even going to read, read it out loud. And I'm going to start from Duran to Micah. I'm not worried about Ted and Rebecca. Oh, shit. What's a clicker? A clicker? <laughs> oh, remote control. The, 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 yeah! the remote. <laughs> yeah. Come on. The remote, Come like, like, like that movie Click, yeah. Yeah, yeah clicker. The clicker. The clicker. Oh, I knew it. No, no, no. No, where yes, I'm from, Micah. where I'm from, it's called a moat control. A moat control. <laughs> a moat control. <laughs> a moat control. I feel that. Oh, my God. I'm going to spit out my drink. Yeah, that's the moat. Rebecca still says that. That's the I do. Oh, yes. The mo- the the mo- mo- Where's the moat at? <laughs> the mo- my, right, where the moat at? But Who hit the moat? Who's the last person with the moat? <laughs> I know one of y'all damn kids the had the moat and moved it. Shut. And you got the last uh, table. It got too. a silent K to a moat control. And this is this is one that um my dearly uh, uh, departed sister Jada always used to say. Uh, Shut up. What? I'm sorry. What? What's happening? Oh you know what? What? Um, okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. No, do it. What does this mean? I'll, I'll, I'll take this one to um, Duran this time. Never. Uh-huh. If someone say, if you say the word reckon, you're saying. Hmm. Uh, reckon? Well, I reckon it's well, going to be A or B. Right. I, I mean, can, I, I can read. I know what it means. Yeah, read off. Read off the things. I, I don't. I don't know like the alternative. Okay. I'm listening. Get out. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Okay, good girl. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. reckoning. It's, like, it's just that it's one of those phrases <laughs> yeah. where it's just like you can't think. You know what the synonym is, but you can't think of it. No, like, the the white so people common. say I suppose. The black people say I guess. Right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I guess what it means. Yeah, people are looking at us. It's like, kind of, it's kind of like how white people hope and black people wish, yeah. wish a motherfucker oh, yes. would. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right. my favorite. I can't. I, I have to keep asking, um, Micah uh, Duran, because I know what this is, and I know Ted know what the fuck this is. So I know I, things too. You know that. I, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that they know this a specific. Okay, next one. What's a commode? Oh, yeah. Commode. Oh wait, I know commode. I know commode. Um, I don't know what that is. Oh Jesus Christ! Y'all don't know the <laughs> millennials. First y'all don't know all, the commode. No, honey, a commode is a toilet. And it's a toilet. What's a toilet? Commode. Yes. So we we talked about my you gram. Mean the yeah, honey, my gram Julia coming. She did not like. I never heard her say toilet one time in her life. Commode. My mother says this commode. That's the only one I don't know so far. So I have a question about y'all's commode because I grew up in the house of uh, Alice Marie and like you couldn't too often. Is that how y'all grew up? Yeah, no, you can't flat because the water bill, honey. Oh yeah, oh, exactly. Right. The old school, the old school commodes where they would fill up real big and like three gallons. No, you couldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, you, you know, know what, what a bidet is. That water yellow, know what bro. a bidet. Okay. All right, you know what, Duran? I got one for you. Duran, this is just oh, for you. Shit. Since you're the younger, you got this has two answers. Oh, God. Two answers. What is a pocketbook? Oh, it's, like, it's like literally your wallet or it can well like like a small like little purse or a purse. Uh, it is a purse. Now, for extra points, what is a pocketbook? Meaning number two. 
Uh, read off the answer. <laughs> There's no answer. It's a pussy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, got you, got you. You mean a, you mean a pouch? A pouch? Right. No, no, it's a pocket. It's called pocketbook. It's supposed to say no, pocket pocket your purse. Yeah, your purse. Don't let him, let don't let him <laughs> touch your pocketbook, honey. Don't let him touch your pocketbook. <laughs> oh, oh no! I didn't know that. It is literally okay. your purse in the and, and think of um Sophia Petrillo, honey. Yeah. In the crook of her Whatever arm, happened to the word coochie? Why we don't use the word coochie? Uh, That's what it's oh, I use it. Stuff yeah. I use it all the time. Yeah, I use it. That's because you are you are a black woman of a, a certain age. A no You are a black woman of a certain age. Black woman. I use that word. I so, swear by that word. Oh, you are a black man of a certain age. Yeah, that's true. So I'm wondering about that. Okay, right now. okay, you know. I kept you know what? No, ma'am. No. <laughs> anyway, no, he's being Theodore right now. I'm gonna Theodore. say this. I'm gonna say okay, this one's from Micah. I didn't realize. Almost, that. I was okay. Yeah. So yeah. you, it's a messy hour. You can talk about coochie. Yeah. Um, Micah, it's a piece of coochie. What does it mean when someone says Coke? Oh, oh. okay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you are not set up my sister like this. It means not incriminate yourself, honey. Don't do it. Well, it can mean any number of things. It can mean soda. In Appalachia. It's pop. In Appalachia. In pop, Appalachia. Pop, pop, In Appalachia, pop. it means um, the thing certain people yeah. put their nose. Coca-Cola. Uh-uh, or put their nose. Oh, come on. Rebecca, Damn tell it. them. Okay, no. A Coke, honey. It's any drink. Any soda. <laughs> right. Appalachia. No, no, no. It's like, okay, so Southern people say Coke, Midwest people say pop, which is correct. And yeah, but that's not even y'all it. y'all say soda. That's but true. that's not it even it. it. So oh, yeah, it's pop and soda. But if somebody says, give me a Coke, like the person that's not from Appalachia, they're going to be like looking for the literal brand Coke, Coca-Cola. Right, right. Oh, I know better. Honey, in Appalachia, honey, a Coke is any yeah, carbonated it's, it's, drink. It's, it's anything. Drink. No matter what. It's a Sprite, it's a ginger ale. Yeah, it's a Sprite, it's a ginger yeah. ale, it's a 7-Up. That's it's, true. I, did, I didn't know so that. So what do y'all say yeah. in Ohio? What do y'all say? Do y'all say pop, say pop or, or, no, we or, say or pop. Coke? Say pop. No, we, we say okay. pop. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, we say pop. No, I think okay. Coke is very I'm much. I'm gonna like remove y'all from the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, so when when Tam, our our older sister, uh, moved to LA, like you could when we first started going to visit her, pop is is like not soda. Like she was like, don't come out here saying that you need to say soda because I'm pop, gonna say what the fuck is on my heart. Pop, no, no, honey, no, because it had, it was something to do with. Like something with a gang or something that wasn't. Oh, okay, well, okay. Oh, I will not say what's on my heart. That's how I you will not. Girl, it's called blending I'm, in. I'm, right? I'm yeah. The... I, there were so many rules the first time I visited her in, in California. I'm like, can I get a piece of Tahitian treat? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I do not say Tahitian treat. Tahitian treat. I said Tahitian treat. I said Tahitian. That's how we say it in the Midwest. Nope. Nope. It's California, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Tahitians. Tahitians. I'm punching the face to say that. Tahitians. I already honey. said it. Was that the uh, last question, Taylor? No, this is the last one before we go. To, oh, okay. So, to Duran, this one. What does over yonder mean? <laughs> <laughs> down the street, down down there. Honey, over far there. away. Over, over there, honey. Over there, yeah. <laughs> you know, she, went, yonder, she went yeah. over yonder, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, Ted, uh, before we go out, um, please let us know uh, your book, uh, where people can get your book again, you know, and all that stuff. Absolutely. So if you want a signed copy, you want to buy it from sleepersbooks.com. 
That's sleepersbooks.com. If you buy it there, I will sign it and send it to you personally. Um, if you want to get it from Amazon, you certainly can. That's that the name of the book is Slumber. It is book one of the Sleepers Book series by me, author Ted Cummings. Um, and from what I've been hearing from people who have been buying both from my website and from Amazon is that if you buy it directly from me, it'll actually get to you faster from me than it will from Amazon um, because of how Amazon has been backed up. But mm. you choose, you choose. And I, I you know, I, I make sure that I, I stay stocked up with books to send to folks. I've got an order coming to me now. I'm about to order 20 more books. Um, and and I, I'm happy to say, um, say dude, that I, I've sold over at this point, brother, over 250 books since yeah. February. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and, and that's basically sitting on my butt in front of a computer doing that work. So I, I can't wait well, to get back I, out on the road. Man, I and make hope that the, girls, the girls buy this book and you all, thank you so much for listening to Queer State of Mind today. We were so glad yeah. to have such wonderful people here with us. You know, my sister, Rebecca, my big brother, Ted, my other sister, you know, the one with the speech impediment, Deron Dalton. Ooh, uh, and, well, <laughs> I'm the last writer. At least, I know, at least yeah. I know a piece of grammar, unlike some girls. You oh. do, you do, you do. And of course, you know, our resident Night King, Mr. Micah. So, you know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, hasn't, she, she hasn't done that in a while. I had so much fun, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank I can't wait to so uh, come again. It's been dope, again. y'all. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. So you listen to Question yes. of Mind. Bye, y'all. Everybody See say y'all bye. next week. Bye. bye. I love you guys. Love you. Amen. God bless. <laughs>